This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here on Sports Radio 810 WXP, our flagship station here in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show, and I've been in practice for the last 37 years as a sports psychologist in the Kansas City area. been on the radio for 27 years, and I've been here at Sports Radio 810 WXP for the last 17, and we're now on nationally, a lot of stations around the country as we talk about the mental side of sports every week. You know, sports psychology is a topic that covers a large area of issues. Deal with things like sportsmanship. Excuse me. We deal with things like mental preparation, developing a positive attitude, the coach-athlete relationship, setting goals, understanding fear, understanding self-confidence, how to build it up, how to destroy it. Why do we play sports? Why do we want to win? Why do we want to succeed? How do you handle failure? How do you handle losses, losing, negativity, pressure? Try to talk about a lot of different topics on this show every week. And our show is fueled by the calls that we get and the discussions I get with you, our listeners. Last week I talked about the University of Maryland football team. And I want to continue that topic today and take it into a different perspective. We talked about Jordan McNair, the football player who died as a result of getting overheated at practice, getting abused by coaches, and then the toxic relationship that's been exposed at the University of Maryland with their football team. Their head trainer, their head of athletic performance, strength and conditioning coach all resigned. The strength and conditioning coach, a guy named Rick Court, resigned Monday. And quite frankly, this man should never be allowed to coach anyone again, in my opinion, based on the things that were written about him. The head coach, D.J. Durkin, took a leave of absence. Jordan McNair's parents have now been on numerous talk shows stating very clearly that D.J. Durkin established a toxic culture at the University of Maryland, and he shouldn't be able to work with anybody else's kid. Martin McNair, Jordan McNair's father said. Well, why would something like this happen? How, how can we get to a point where a sports team is going to push an athlete to the point where they collapse, and then they're made fun of and yelled at and cursed at, and then this young man dies? And then you find out the abusive situation that was going on there, yet no one spoke up. Fear. Fear of losing your spot on the team, fear of playing, 
fear of getting reprimanded. The role of a coach, in my opinion, takes on a lot of different responsibilities. In the book that I co-wrote with Jeff Montgomery, Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer and Olympic Hall of Fame swim coach Pete Malone, we have a chat. The book's called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. If you're involved in youth sports, I encourage you to get it. Yes, I wrote the book, but co-wrote the book with, with them. But we talk about all this stuff in there. We talk about the role of a coach. We also have a ch- chapter by Dr. Steve Joyce, the renowned sports medicine expert, orthopedic surgeon here in Kansas City, talking about youth sports injuries. And we talk about the role of a coach in the book. A coach wears many hats. But you know what most importantly a coach needs to be? A coach needs to be a guide, a mentor, a psychologist, a communicator, a listener, someone who understands why their athlete is on the team. I have a saying I've stated for years on this show. A good coach checks his or her ego at the door. It should never be about the coach's ego. Now, I know a lot of coaches coach by intimidation. And they'll sit here and tell me kids need to be pushed. They need to be challenged because we have a bunch of weak, coddled kids in our society. There's a lot of truth to that. A lot of kids are coddled and they aren't mentally strong. But where is the point that you get abusive with kids? Where is the point where you get abusive, not just with a college kid, but with younger kids? Because it happens. You know, we have this whole news story that came out about the priests in Pennsylvania and the sexual abuse that went on there. There is a lot of abuse that goes on across the board in sports. I've talked about it for years on this show. And today I want to talk about the role of a coach. And where does a coach go too far? Where is the point as a coach that you will go too far in trying to push or challenge your athlete? And why does a coach do that? Why does a coach feel they have to go over the edge of being tough and being abusive with an athlete? Let's face it. We're all born innocent. We're all born with our genetics, but we learn these things. We're not born abusive. We're not born with coming out of the womb, screaming and yelling and cursing somebody out, maybe crying. We're not not being hostile towards people. We learn this. And we learn about motivation. We learn about stress. We learn about pressure. We learn about winning and losing. But why would a coach, like this strength coach, who is throwing weights at at kids, they're they're still kids. They're college kids. Yeah, they're big, big men, but they're still kids. A lot of them are 18, 19 years of age. He threw weights at kids. He screamed at them in their face. And the head coach knew about it. To be tough? Is that being tough? No, it's being stupid. This young man's dead. And he's dead because of the ignorance of these people. The president of the University of Maryland said they are held accountable for what happened. And I give the the president of the university credit. Wallace Lowe said in a press conference that the University of Maryland accepts legal and moral responsibility for the events that happened. All right, I want to open up our phone lines this morning. And I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to get some coaches calling in today. I know a lot of people listen to this show. I hear feedback all the time on it. 
I want to hear from you if you're a coach. Where is the point that you go too far pushing kids? Where is the point that you feel as a coach you maybe go too far? Have you ever done that before? I'd like to get some honest conversations going with some people here. Where is the point that you've seen another coach go too far? Do you say something? Or are you too scared to speak up? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. If you are a parent, where is the point where you have seen a coach go too far with your son or daughter's team? Do you say something? Do you speak up? Are you scared to do that? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. Where is the point that a coach goes too far? Do you speak up? Do you say something? Or have you been too scared? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call and let's talk. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. And live from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, this is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports, and we cover a wide array of topics on this show. And today I'm talking about the issue in response to the University of Maryland football program, which is under investigation now for the death of Jordan McNair, the football player who died earlier this summer from heat, heat exhaustion and Coaches have been suspended. The strength coach has resigned. The head football coach, D.J. DJ Durkin, has been suspended. The president of the university has been very clear. Wallace Lowe stating that the University of Maryland accepts the legal and moral responsibility for the events that led to his death. That leads into our topic today about coaching abuse. And I want to get some calls in here. No one has called in yet, and I want to hear from you. If you are a coach, where is the point where you go too far pushing and challenging your athletes? Have you ever been guilty of that? I want to see if somebody's brave enough to call in and state that. I want to hear from you if you're a coach and you've seen another coach getting abusive with an athlete because it happens all the time. It happens a lot. And you can't sit here and tell me it doesn't because I've seen, I've witnessed it. I witnessed it as my kids were growing up. I saw a 10-year-old boy grabbed by a coach and thrown against the fence because he was thrown out trying to steal at a rec baseball game. I saw parents threaten referees, verbally threaten referees. I saw a father run after a 14-year-old sideline ref at a soccer game and try to tackle her because he didn't believe in the call she made. I've seen a coach at a youth baseball game turn around and kick a fence, take a bat, and slam it on the ground at a 12-year-old baseball game. Why do these things happen? A lack of self-control, ego, the desire to win, feeling insecure because you're not good enough, you've got to go the, over the edge. Okay, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week, and I want to hear from you. Our number, our phone number is 913 
If you are a coach, I'd like to hear from you if you feel you've gone too far before. If you have, why did you? How did you recognize it? And what did you do about it? If you are a parent, have you had a coach coaching your son or daughter before that you feel went too far, verbally or even physically? I want to hear from you. What did you do about it? Did you say anything? Did you not say anything? Were you too scared to say something? Did you yank your kid off the team? Did you speak to the administrators, whether it's at a summer league or a fall league or a high school or middle school? If you are an athlete, have you, do you feel you have ever been verbally or physically abused by a coach? And did you say something? I know this stuff goes on a lot. Obviously not to the point of someone dying like it happened at the University of Maryland, but it happens a lot. And I think people are afraid to speak up because they're scared. Well, I'm not scared to talk about this today. And I want to see if someone's brave enough to call up who has had this happen before, has witnessed it, who has experienced it or seen it. What did you do? Did you speak up? Did you say something? If you're a coach and you have in the need and desire to win, the motivation, the the hunger to have to go out and win, do you feel there have been some times when maybe you've pushed your team too far emotionally or physically to quote, unquote, toughen them up? They're weak. They're a bunch of blanks. They got to be tougher. We're going to make them run until they drop. Is that the answer? Of course, you know, I I have a problem with coaches using running as punishment. Running as conditioning. And I hear with all these coaches that make their kids run if they've screwed up. I mean, you should want to learn to to run and condition yourself, not to be scared of it or hate it. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Let's get some calls in here. I want to hear from you if you have dealt with this issue before as a parent, as an athlete, as a coach. If you're an assistant coach on a team and you have one of your co-coaches who goes a little too far, have you spoken up? Probably not because you've been scared. You don't want to cause a problem. What about that athlete on the team who is being emotionally scarred by this. You know, we have, and I've talked about this for the years years I've been on the radio, been on the radio for 27 years. We are at a point now with youth sports where you've got the Little League World Series going on right now on televised nationally. Youth sports has become a huge business. And kids are getting involved in organized teams at ages four and five which I think is is on the borderline of ridiculous, going out and playing competitions. It's great to be in sports and learning skills and having fun, but going out to win games at age four and five, I don't think so. I think it's wrong. I don't think we should be teaching kids to have to win at that age. I think you should be teaching them to have fun, enjoy the experience, learn skills, learn fundamentals, and get better. I want to hear from you. If you're a coach and you've seen this type of behavior before, did you speak up? Have you been guilty yourself of going too far as a coach? 
If you're brave enough to call up, I'd like to hear from you. How did you recognize it? What did you do about it? If you are a, an assistant coach or a co-coach on a team and you've had another coach on your staff who you think has gone too far, did you say something? Or are you too scared to speak up? See, that's the whole thing. It's about fear. It's about fear speaking up. I'm not afraid to talk about this today, so let's see if we can get some people brave enough to call up and talk about this. If you are an athlete and you have been abused by a coach verbally or even physically before, I'd like to hear from you. If you are a parent and your son or daughter has been on a team, it could be a volleyball team, a swim team, football team, soccer team, softball team, tennis team, golf, that doesn't matter. And your son or daughter has been abused by a coach verbally or even physically, what did you do? If you are an administrator, how do you handle this situation? You know, there are sportsmanship guidelines set up now all over the place. Are they enforced? Are they supported? Do you back them up? Or because you have a coach who's been successful before, has been accused of something, do you let it slide because they've been successful? Where is the difference between winning and abuse in coaching? I want to hear from you. Let's get some calls in here. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I know there are people listening right now who have dealt with this before. I want to see if you're brave enough to call and we can talk about it. If you are an athlete and you've had a situation before where you feel you have been verbally abused by a coach, where a coach has gotten in your face and challenged you or even threatened you, how did you handle that? What did you do? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week, and I want to hear from you. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Give me a call, and let's talk. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and we're on from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Our show is now broadcast around the country, and I want to hear from you about our topic today. I am talking about the issue of coaching abuse, and this is in response to the death of Jordan McNair, a football player at the University of Maryland. He showed signs of extreme fatigue when running sprints, had trouble standing. The head trainer said, quote, drag your ass off the field. As trainers tried to keep him upright, he ended up dying. And an entire story has come out about the abuse at that university with the football team. The strength coach, a guy named Rick Court, resigned Monday. The head coach, DJ Durkin, was put on suspension, as well as a couple of other coaches. I don't think these people should ever coach again. When you push a young man to that point, to where the exhaustion and heat stroke complications caused his death, you got to ask yourself, should these people be coaching? All right, I want to hear from you. I've asked to get some calls in here. No one has called up yet. I'm capable of talking throughout the whole show, as you know if you listen. But I would like to hear from you. If you are a coach, have you ever pushed an athlete too far? If you have, how did you recognize it? What did you do about it? Mentally or physically, did you push him or her too far? Did you 
handle that situation appropriately? Did you sit down and talk with them? Did you correct it? Did you get suspended? Did you quit? Did you resign? If you're a coach, where is the point that it becomes abuse? You're trying to toughen your athletes up. You're trying to make them stronger. But where's the point that you go too far? As a parent, and I know there are people listening right now who have had this happen before. Have you ever had a coach that pushed your son or daughter too far? Your son or daughter came home and complained, or you may have seen it at a game or a practice. And if you did, what did you do? Did you speak up? Did you say something to the coach? Did you speak to the administrators? Did you pull your kid off the team? Or did you ignore it? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. like to hear from you. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete and you've had this situation happen to you before. A coach's job is something that encompasses a lot of different things. You've got to be a friend, a psychologist, a mentor, a guide, a disciplinarian, a motivator. You have to challenge your athletes to try to get them accomplish what they want. You have to push them through pain. You have to push them through emotional pain or physical pain sometimes to get to that point. And we hear stories all the time of great athletes who have had a great coach along the way who challenged them to be better, who challenged them to push themselves, who challenged them to get out of their comfort zone. But where is the point where you push too far? I think you go too far because your ego gets too big. I think you go too far because it becomes more about your ego and about you than about the kids are coaching. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you if you have had this situation happen before. And I know it happens a lot because I see it in my office. I hear it from people in my office all the time. Just this week I had a volleyball player, a high school female volleyball player. Who said every day at practice the coach is screaming and yelling and cursing at the girls, making them run run sprints every time they miss a shot or screw up. And she said everyone's getting physically and mentally exhausted, and they haven't even played a game yet. So she was in my office yesterday and she said, Dr. Jacobs, you'll be proud of me. I went to the coach and talked to her. She said, Coach, we have to talk. And the coach listened to her. And said, I'm trying to push you guys. I'm trying to make you better. She said, it's not working. You're turning everybody off. Well, that was on Tuesday. On Wednesday, she said, the coach was a whole different person. She stopped screaming. She had a team meeting, asked them how they're feeling, worked on it. And she said, Dr. Jacobs, since then it's been better. She said, thank you for making me talk to her. I said, you've got to speak up. You can't be scared to speak. And along those lines, let's get some calls in here. 913-3810-810. If you're a coach, if you're a parent, if you're an athlete, I want to talk about this issue of abusing athletes mentally and physically. Where do you go too far with it? We have our first caller of the day. Let's see what Chris has to say. Chris, thank you for calling in. How are you? Hey, good morning. Doing really well. Thanks for uh, the topic. I think it's a, an appropriate one and one that's probably not discussed enough. No, it's not discussed enough because I'll tell you what, people are scared... The reason I do this show is to bring up things like this from a mental side, from an emotional side, from a psychological side to talk about it. So tell me what's on your mind. 
Yeah, you, you know, I see it from uh, varying sides. Uh, so I'd like to talk about both sides. But, you know, the one thing I, I think coaches struggle with, and I've been a coach myself in high school and college, and the challenge that a coach faces every day is they're trying to get the best out of those athletes. And I think when you're doing polls or you're running kids or you're in the weight room, um, you don't always know if a kid is giving their absolute best. You know, uh, so let's just take that Maryland example. Um, you know, obviously that was a horrific incident that happened there. Uh, but oftentimes uh, kids, kids might play the part of, you know, I'm tired, uh, I'm, I'm pretending to throw up, or uh, I'm pretending that I'm giving it my all. And so the coach pushes harder and harder and harder. And it's hard to know that line of are they giving their best effort? Are they, are they competing at a high level, especially if they're not uh, competing as well as other teammates? but you're still trying to get them to that level. And we don't know the whole circumstances at Maryland, um, but I know that that happens at times. And so what you can get from that is a coach pushing an athlete too far. But how a coach evaluates that, I mean, you would literally have to put heart monitors on kids. You would have to evaluate them after every wind sprint uh, to really understand, okay, where's each athlete at? Well, let me right. let me let me interject put, something. Let me push an athlete too far. You know, it, it's just a difficult balance to truly grasp and make sure we're doing it so well. You're bringing up a listen. You're bringing up a great point, but here's the situation in this in this specific, specific situation. He said he was showing extreme fatigue while running sprints, trouble standing. Okay, so why not take him? You know, get him off the field, evaluate him. See what's going on, but see to me, Chris, that's where the job of a coach needs to be, one of, of a psychologist. That's where you put your psychologist head on. What, but this was more about the strength and conditioning coach. Well, right, right, right. Yeah. But that's but generally, that's that's wait, wait, hold. The head coach isn't even there. Well, you know? right, right. But that's where. The, but but he's the strength and conditioning coach, and I've dealt with many of them over the thirty-seven years I've worked in this profession. Okay, a strength and conditioning coach's job is to push an athlete as far as they can push them. Yep. Right? Okay. Yep. But you also have to understand that athlete and their goals. You have to understand them and understand why are they here, what do they want. And when you're getting – and okay, if let, let's just take the situation. You brought up somebody is showing signs of fatigue and stress, okay? Then do you push them harder or do you take them aside? Them, well, but do you – all but, of them be facing fatigue and, and stress at that point? You know, you're, you're pushing your body to the maximum – limits that it can go right so to, to understand where it can go you have to push it beyond what you've ever pushed it before and i don't know if you've been an athlete or not i've uh, i've but, played I've, I've played sports all my life so i and i and yeah, so I, I understand what you're saying as an individual you know you're running or you're in marathons whatever it is you're training you you push your body naturally to get the best out of it and it's hard for someone else to know what that best is out of you whether you know you could push yourself and say oh my gosh i i was incredibly fatigued i'm throwing up you know that is a different feeling than an athlete um being recognized by a coach to say yes you're fatigued because all the athletes are going to be fatigued right but in this but in this but chris chris hold on 
in this situation at Maryland, the story that's come out is this strength and conditioning coach was throwing weights at people, making them lift weights they couldn't lift. Guys were collapsing. He was cursing in their face, screaming at him, yelling yeah. at him. Where, I very, mean, very common. Well, yeah. okay, but where's the point where that goes too far? Okay, I get it about pushing. I've run, I've run a number of half marathons in my life. I get the point of pushing yourself, but where's the point where it becomes abusive? That's what I'm trying to get at here. You see yeah. what, I, you see what you I'm know, saying? There, there comes yeah, a point where you have uh, to recognize, you have to recognize yourself as an athlete. Okay, hey, you know what, coach? I, I've got to take a break here. Okay. And if you want to get better, you have to evaluate, well, how far can I push myself? And if it's getting to a point where you don't think it's healthy, that's where you have to sit down with that coach and talk about your goals, talk about what's going on, and get them to understand you better. That's where the, the coach, I don't care if it's a strength and conditioning coach, who it is, that's where the coach has to put their psychology hat on and get to understand that athlete. Do you agree with yeah, that? I think, I think there's coaches out there that are certainly doing that. I think it's also the athlete's job to speak up as well, um, these athletes get into cultures where you know that is the expectation, and it gets harder and harder, you know, as those programs evolve and they're there for years and years for an athlete to come in as a freshman, sophomore, and speak up and say, "Hey, this is too much," because then you're you're designated as soft, um, well, you're designated as the athlete that um, can't handle very much, and the coach puts, you know, kind of puts you in the. Uh, the doghouse per se well you're bringing up listen chris that's the whole that's the whole and you're bringing up a great point sir and i want to thank you for calling i got to let you go but that that's a great point you're bringing up and whole the whole situation is about communication i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs we're talking about the point of where does coaching become coaching abuse our number is 913-3810-810 hello again everyone i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs we're on our flagship station sports radio 810 whb the topic is coaching abuse today, and let's go back to the phones. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. What have you dealt with before as a coach, a parent, or an athlete in regards to having a coach who maybe has been abusive or gone over the edge and pushing you too far? Let's see what Scott has to say. Scott, good morning. How are you? I'm just peachy. How are you doing, Dr. Jacobs? Okay. Get your thoughts on our topic today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I, I played back in the 80s under – head coach Sam Brown, and at that time, a brand-new uh, assistant coach by the name of Chip Sherman was the assistant coach. I remember going home from practice after two days telling my mom that, that the coaches were trying to kill me. <laughs> I, I swore they were masochists and their, their, their big thrill was hurting kids, but they didn't hurt us at all. They always knew our limits. And um, we trusted them, and they trusted us. And I think that's a big, big piece or a big component of of what you're talking about today is trust. And, and the parents trusting the coaches, the coaches trusting the kids, and the kids trusting the coaches. And and I, I was blessed to play under some really good coaches. Well, let me ask and, this um, question in regards to our last caller, who obviously thinks you can push kids pretty hard. And I, and I understand that because you don't know how far you can push yourself till you challenge yourself. But where's the point, Scott, where it becomes abusive? Where's the point where it goes too far? When a coach is not, he's not, he's not witnessing or watching what's going on with his players. I mean, I you know with with our coaches, oh man, we we had some. I mean, we had some. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no go on. Well, I was just going to say we had. We had some guys come back from the military and say that, that our two-a-day practices were worse than what they went through in basic training. <laughs> so, 
So I'm sure it really wasn't that bad. But uh, the, but they, the point that, that uh, trust between the two, you know, we wanted, we wanted to perform great for Coach Brown and Coach Sherman. And, and, and we did. And, and if we couldn't, we couldn't perform, they respected that and knew that we were giving them every ounce of what we had. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's the whole thing, but, but there comes a point where, you know, I, I just got a text from someone that says a good leader will not do to his or her team what he or she wouldn't do to him or herself. I think that's a great point. Exactly. You know what? I was, I was a supervisor in a mental health field for 30 years. And that's exactly how I supervise folks and uh, treat. I mean, it's a very simple rule, folks. Do unto others as you'd like to do, like to be done unto you. You know what I'm saying? Great point. Listen, Scott, thanks for your call, sir. I appreciate it. Great call. You're welcome. I love your show, man. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Appreciate that. You take care. Let's go next to Maurice. Maurice, Dr. Jacobs, how are you? I'm good. I, I've never been a coach, uh, but I... I, I think I have to kind of disagree with you. I mean, especially on the college level. Um, I think DJ Durkin at uh, Maryland and the strength conditioning coach, they didn't drop out of the sky from anywhere. Uh, they came from other programs that were successful, and they were doing the very same thing, whether it's at Michigan or Ohio State or Nebraska or Iowa, all these these schools have had issues with players being hospitalized because of uh, conditioning. Do you know that? Uh, Do you know where there have been players hospitalized at other schools that they were coached at? Iowa, Iowa's done it on, on, on several occasions with Kurt Ferentz. Uh, not uh, heat exhaustion, but uh, some kind of muscle uh, uh, a degenerative uh, condition. But well, okay, but here, here's the point, Maurice. Here, here's the point, though, okay? And, and I understand a coach's job, and I've said this from the beginning of the show, coach's job is to push an athlete as far as they can push him, right? Isn't that – okay, but there's push also a point – they think – push them farther than they think that's, they that's, that's right, but where's the point that – I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I agree with all that. But where's the point where it goes too far? Okay, this young man's think, look, think, Maurice. This man's this young man's dead. Okay, he was showing signs of extreme fatigue, trouble standing, and they made fun of him. They didn't do anything about it for a couple hours, and then he died. I've dealt with a case before. Do you know what second impact syndrome is, Maurice? No, sir. It's basically getting a second concussion. Okay, right. I was I was called in as an expert in a case several years ago where a college football player died. He had a concussion. And the, in the training manual, it said if you're in the training room on Wednesday, you don't play on Sunday. Right. Okay? Or on Saturday, excuse me. You don't play on Saturday. So then why are you going to – if you want to play, why would you go in the training room? Well, this guy had a concussion. He didn't want anybody to know. When I basically got hit in the head, he was screamed and cursed and yelled at by the running back coach while he was passing out and puking. He had, had to get hospital – had to get helicopter, pick him up, take him to a hospital where he died a couple days later. All right? Yes. And they were, they were challenging him that he was weak. There comes yep. what I'm saying here. Yes, I agree with you. You know, high school, college kids need to be challenged because they don't know how far they can go. But there comes a point where it becomes unhealthy and it's not right. Well, the, 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 proof, the, the proof is in the pudding and the proof is on Saturday, right? The, the test, if, if, if the test was being non-abusive 
worked, then it would work on Saturday, but it doesn't work on Saturday. So are you saying uh, you're saying being abusive is okay then? I'm not saying it's okay. I, I'm saying it has to be done if you're going to play at that level. Well, I, I, well, we can look, Maurice. We can we can disagree on that. I don't think you, you need to be abusive. There's a point. Okay. There's okay. a. It's about let's, respect. Okay. Let's let's, let's look at. Uh, we've got look. We've only got it. We've only got about a minute and a half left. Let me ask this question. This strength coach Rick Court. There have been numerous athletes who said he threw weights at them when they couldn't lift a weight. He would throw a weight. Would you want somebody throwing a weight at you, Maurice, because you couldn't pick a weight up? Uh, no, but but we're we're talking about abusive. Yeah, throwing away is is well. That's is, abusive, and they let him absolutely. do that. He did that. For, he did that for a long time, according to absolutely. these reports. But and, they and the, and the training staff uh, uh, at Maryland obviously made a lot of mistakes when it came to to treating that athlete. I'm not going to argue that that's that's wrong, but I but I do know that I, uh, I that that coaches that that push that line and even sometimes uh, cross that line, uh, just like Mark Mangino did. Are much more successful than those who. who well, never, okay, but then there's there's okay. So so then we have to define what success and what is. Listen, Maurice, I got to let you go. We're running out of time, but thank you for calling, sir. I appreciate your comments. All right. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. This is a topic we'll talk about more, because you know what? There's a young man who's dead here, because of negligence and abuse by the training and coaching staff. Okay, and we're getting calls from people about pushing people and challenging them, and I get it. But where is the point you go too far? That's our topic. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs here every, every week talking about these topics. If you want to reach me, there's several ways to get a hold of me. You can reach me at my office at 816-561-5556. Follow me on Twitter at drjsportspsych. Check out my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. Our shows are podcasted there. They're also podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hope you enjoy this show. Send me... An email, get a hold of me with a topic you'd like me to talk about on this show. Be glad to do it. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.